You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Tune in next week when our show will be in zero gravity. I, I think that's right. Anyway, message somebody at gmail.com for requests or hit us up on Facebook at the Somebody Likes It page. Boom. How are you guys? Lovely. Wait, are we yeah. recording? Oh, yeah. I think we are. Are you, are you fucking with us? God damn it. That's what happens. These fucking fuckers. Yeah. Um... So, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, eventually we're going to talk about a record, so... It's getting cold. It is getting cold. We're all... It's cold-ish. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not to but, the point where we have to, like... But we have the warmth have the of little our... little oscillating heater that kind of... Lil Heaty. I was looking for it. Lil, Lil Heaty? Yeah. yeah. That's I what Ryan, Ryan wants, Lil Heaty. Is that your is that And your in fact, if you, don't, if you don't anticipate Lil Heaty, you hear about it. So, yeah. It's... I don't really I, understand I, what you just said. I, well, the point is, the point is, is that um, Ryan has a very specific set of circumstances under which he likes to record. Ryan and, gets cold very easily. He also talks about himself in the third person. Yes, it's like yeah, it's like uh, it's like working with Carl Malone. I don't know about the cold part. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, much smaller than him. <laughs> yes. It's like working with Ricky Henderson. Exactly. I'm just exactly. like that. I steal bases like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Baselines for the uh, this is, podcast. This is, this All right, uh, theme music, kids. Yeah, yeah. Shane, Ryan, Kevin, and Mark. Somebody likes it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the mark. You got the producer point. I got, I got the point, yeah. Instead of I'm just uh, a... He kind of... being a little bit saucy. He, I, I was going to say, that's a that's a good word, saucy. He kind of flung the hand sassy, out there. even. Sassy, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. What what country are you in? I, uh, on the way here, I heard this... Well, because, you know, we're, we're not too, too far, terribly far away from... We're in the... Holiday the season. Holiday season. Yeah. yeah. And um and so they, they were talking on the radio about how they were saying, Join us for the twenty seventh or eighty seventh annual um like stroll, Christmas stroll. I can't remember what they called it. I and, hope and it's the, a and, stroll. And this is, no, 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 This is the this is how we this and walk around and spread holiday Hold cheer. on, I'm gonna okay. tell you, like and I, I, I see I'm very curious of, of, of who is the target market for this who is the target demographic to do this so then he went on to say and this is a quote join us at the capitol where we will at 6 p.m on saturday where we will sing carols witness the lighting of the capitol christmas tree and then stroll down congress avenue oh yeah <laughs> as one does somebody would like that it's not that's what i'm saying me. who's who's the target age who's the target how many people show up to well, who sings carols, by the way? If you if you think about it, there are really two groups of people who who stroll or amble, like just walk with no potential end well, I, destination. I, I, in Shane, mind. I was like, kind of hoping that we'd break up, uh, you know, or break out of the garage tonight you, and man. go a wassailing. Uh, <laughs> yes, we should do that. Yeah, you know, uh, we should wait a couple of weeks before we do. All right, that, yeah. but good wassail. Good. Well, no, I enjoy the wassail. I don't know about wassailing. Have you guys ever had anybody actually come to your house and carol? Because I, I have, hap- I I've that heard that it happens, we but um, no, I well, I mean, I just it's like no, periodically it's like knock on the door, you open it up, and it's like a dozen people. Like periodically, I'll just call the cops, like just to, yeah, that just, just to doesn't put, sound like make sure that doesn't happen. Anybody, so. yeah. That's probably a smart idea, but I mean, caroling doesn't sound like a good idea from either fucking side. Like I like it to doesn't do sound the, like a fun thing to do, nor a fun thing to receive. I like to do the caroling at Halloween. A, you can stay ahead of the holiday, and B, nobody ever sees that shit coming. So that's it's like a damn good idea, my yeah, friend. So you yeah. know who would have been a really weird person to receive a carol from? Leonard Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty sure you were going to work that in there I, somehow. I thought you were going to say Sharon Jones. Maybe that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, two, yeah, two musical luminaries have since passed. So for this segment of Celebrity Death Watch, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah as, as we draw uh, closer to Leonard the end Cohen. of the year, uh, it's been a it's been a rough one. Uh, on the um, yeah, 2016 was a fucker. 
<laughs> just Tuesday. all the just all the way around. That's and true. you know, a lot of people don't know this. The Japanese, not Japanese, the Chinese um, year for 2016 was year of the back of the hand. So it like just oh, stands yeah. to reason that well like, that makes it's on all sense. those menus that you see. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it's like the it's like the yeah yeah it's the like picture what, of the back like the of somebody's rat, hand. The fox, the musk oxen, the unicorn, the back of the hand, the yeah. lightning the, bolt, uh, the lightning bolt, cereal, <laughs> groundhog, yeah, the yeah. groundhog. <laughs> this is all this, but I didn't know yeah. about the back I of might, the hand one. Some of these might not be empirically correct, but still. It's just it's a little bit of translation. Yeah. Anyway, but um, rest in peace, Leonard Cohen and Sharon Jones. I will say, I will say that um, I maybe have heard a little bit too much "Hallelujah." Like in the last, oh yeah, well, last, I, you know what? I genuinely yeah, shed a like, tear when uh, Saturday Night Live did the tribute. Oh, sure, uh, that was Kate very McKinnon, affecting. Yeah, uh, did it, and like that song's kind of done. Like in a. You know, it's uh, I'm a little over it at this point because so many yeah. people have covered it, and he was tired of people covering it. Oh, but sure. Like this, I gave it. Uh, it was his like kind of Warren Zevon moment. Like you just like yeah, you Warren Zevon or like Brown Eyed Girl, whatever. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good example. But I, no, she nailed it. She and, it was the whole thing about that was great, but mm-hmm. quite poignant. I had just read an article. Not even seven days before he died, uh, that was like his last interview. And within the interview, he says, you know, I'm ready to die. Like he, well, he apparently was in a lot of pain. and yeah. It all so, worked out for him then. Yeah. So. <laughs> I did read a tweet uh, not very long ago. This speaking of uh, dead people. I did read a tweet the other day. We talk <laughs> about dead people on this fucking show quite I know. I know. You'd think that we were all on the door. But anyway, um, yeah, it basically said something along the lines of um, – I knew that when uh, Fidel Castro died, oh, we forgot Florence, to put him in Florence there. Henderson would go next. There they are, <laughs> holding hands in heaven. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great guest appearance on the Brady Bunch. If anybody <laughs> needed Fidel Castro, if anybody up. needed a '60s with mom. like Oliver, I was gonna hit with this <laughs> Olive Drab like Commandante well, yeah, uniform. Of course, but like, remember when they added like the cute kid later on in the season, Oliver? <laughs> well, <laughs> appa- him and apparently Fidel, Fidel Castro. Castro was pretty short, so Ryan with a big cigar rerun recap. Yeah, well, you know, I just really missed my window as a network executive. I believe you did. Anyway, uh, so should we get to the item at hand? Yeah, let's get to the item at hand. Yeah, so um, so one of the things that, that I mentioned in our last go-round was that uh, I really I thought that it's time for us to come a little bit more current. We've been really diving into the historical um, archives, and so... Anyway, it's kind of ironic. It's odd that I, for a number of reasons, that I chose the record that I chose. But I uh, had heard a little bit of scuttlebutt about a band from Philadelphia called Beach Slang, and we're gonna we're gonna review their record from 2015. But the great irony is, is they put out a record in 2016, which I knew when I chose the one from 2015, and um, also. They kind like of half a band now. They kind of are. They keep breaking up on stage and like keep throwing the, like the reasons that people get chunked out of that band. One of the guys uh, in the, in their Wikipedia entry, like one of the guys who's no longer in the band, I guess, was a former guitarist. He probably still plays guitar, just not with those guys. Anyway, uh, was tossed out of the band for. Uh, ongoing sexual well, abuse. It was a sex condom. Ongoing. It was a, no, well, <laughs> well it, it, that just means he screwed somebody else's girlfriend. He, yeah. he, there were sexual assault charges, and I, I read his. By the way, you didn't say the name of the record. You just said that it was. Well, you know why? Oh, it's, it's like twenty, not twenty-five. Uh, it minutes is long. long. Yeah, they have they have long titles. But, but, the, but we, so when this the guy, things we do to find people who feel like us. I I saw a um, I saw the, so the guy that was that left the band or was asked to leave the band for sexual assault accusations put out an incredibly interesting press release wherein he not only what did you read it no this story is amazing already it's it's very interesting he 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 basically said um he's like um i completely understand why i've been asked to leave i don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable or in a non-safe space and this person that's accusing him he's like Whereas we both, I'm paraphrasing, of course, we both feel differently about what actually occurred. I want every sexual assault victim to be, feel comfortable or feel like they could, should be able to come forward and accuse somebody in a safe space. And it's just like kind of not the kind of thing you hear from a perp. Uh, a no, but it, not only that, just not the kind of thing that you hear from from it, like the guy is like 
while you know, like some people would say, while in 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 some ways, like he's showing no remorse. Maybe he genuinely. None of us know what actually happened, but the fact that he's talking about safe spaces for victims of sexual assault in his like press release about why he had to leave the band. He's like, like yeah, I get it. I, I did it. Uh, but no, no, no. He didn't say he did it. He said that they that they that they that they're that they have two different opinions of what happened. It's a fascinating read, by the way. And I, well, according to this on Pitchfork, it, 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 that occurred before four years ago, before he was even in the band. Right. Yeah. And they said even in their press release, they said even though it, even though this happened before he was in the band, we still. W- didn't feel comfortable with him being in the band until everything has been clarified. Clearly, they didn't do a very good background check. Yes, that's, that's and actually that's, a that's the kind of thing that you. That's the kind of thing that you do that's in the band. A big part of the vetting process of joining a punk band, <laughs> yeah, because you, there's a lot of vetting, and when you join a punk band, <laughs> hey, yeah. can we see your references? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you these. Track I got marks. a case of beer. Yeah, all right, come on in. <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, you have so, an amp. So that is, yeah, so there is a certain like there's a certain like. Um, Spinal tapism to this to this band a little bit, like to some degree. Yeah, to it. I mean, to like they degree. seem like they'd be a real, for some reason, uh, kind of a pain in the ass to be around uh, a little bit. That maybe. might be true. I don't know. Uh, I mean, ne- well, never apparently around, they like, were trying to do a cover of a replacement song when everything ironic. just melted down, and they <laughs> broke up on stage, and then had to issue a press release saying we're not broken up. Well, didn't they? Didn't they like that same show? They tried to get the venue to give everybody in the audience their money their back. Their money back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, that is really taking it. The, we're super serious about this. We want you to go to the, you know, we'll call and then mm. get them to start forking out money. I like, think it's really interesting that that the singer Alex James or Alex James Alex James Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Alex James is the bass player for Blur. Um, he uh, he's forty, and the rest of the band are in their early twenties. That's the other, like, kind of the other main storyline. I think is that is like, he the one who wrote "Too Late to Die Young"? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he would be correct. What did you guys think about the record? Okay, this is going to be a weird, and it's not necessarily a criticism. I think I would have liked it more if like dudes I knew made it, because it seems like the that kind is of, a weird criticism. I know, but like. If it was like you know buddies of mine and they like gave me their record and I was like oh yeah that's pretty good because um, it seems like the kind of thing that I would have heard coming out of Austin in like the late nineties. It's definitely nineties. Yeah, it's it's like uh, indie rock from the mid to late nineties mixed with everything on this record sounds like the replacements. Replacements and Husker Du. Yeah, definitely Husker Du. Like, I fucking they just apparently love Minneapolis. I love I love yeah no shit. I thought this record was fucking awesome, man. Personally, as like it's not something that like I'm not gonna think deep about it. I didn't look into the lyrics, but like I thought the songs were the choruses were badass, and I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable listen. Personally, well, and that seems to be corroborated by like the fact that it charted on like it it seemed to resonate with enough of the audience it was trying to attract that. It, you know, it made a ripple when it when it came out. It did, and I I remember reading for I got probably the first time I read about this band was maybe sixteen months ago, and all of the descriptors that uh, they've been on my radar for a little while, and all the descriptors that I've seen didn't sound like this. I never saw replacements bandied about. It was always like punk. They don't sound punk to me at all. No, a little. I mean, I mean kind of in that Husker Du kind of way. It, like that was the first that one that came to me. But it's not. It's Who's not good? classic. Well, it's codified. Like, it punk. is. It is. It's. It is more like more well. Punk. It's well produced compared to a lot of punk records. Punk-ish. Like it's punk punkish, but it sounds more like rock and roll. Like the replacements. You well, know his what? His voice sounds like Paul Westerberg. Like no doubt. Yeah, his, his voice is my least favorite part of the. So of this the is equation. This is kind of funny. I'll I'll share a little snippet of the spin review on this record. It, the guy who wrote it said. Um, I'll take a little bit of this out of context, but in in trying to sort out exactly like kind of how you feel about it and how you interpret it, he said it's a little tough to explain. He said the score uh, here may read seven, but that's just because there's no option for ten if you think the replacements are the greatest band ever when you're drinking by yourself, four if you don't in our scoring system. And I kind of feel like I kind of get what the guy's talking about. And see, I was never a giant replacements fan. They've got a couple songs that I just adore. Yeah. But, like, I never was, like, you know, I wasn't, like, in the 
you know, replacements. Like, yeah, I wasn't. I, I never like called them the mats. Uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't either at at all. I never. I recently have come on board more with them, and that's what it's taken made, me a while. But yeah, th- that's what made this even more interesting to me. Like I like the first song. I wasn't sure if I was going to get into it, but by the second song, I was like, "Fuck, this is really well, the good." The second song has that really great arpeggio. Yeah. Rate. And, and I don't know if you guys listened to the record after this, but I got so into listening to this one, I'd listen to the one after it, and the one after it is fucking way better than this one. And that's interesting. I yeah. think so. So I so I intentionally, and we should probably address that too. So I said I wanted to go more current, and I intentionally chose this record. Uh, I think like a punk band totally makes sense that they would just put out another album uh, mm-hmm. the next like year, six and months then, later. Like, Kind of break up on stage, and then maybe they're not like that's just sort of how those bands operate. But, um, but this was the first full length LP that they put out after putting out several EPs that kind of built their reputation. So, I was like, the kind of the, the scuttlebutt that I had seen seemed to indicate that like this record was really like kind of a true distillation of like what brought them to, to record a full length in the first place. So I wanted to I wanted to get to know this record first before I got to know the 2016 one. But it's interesting to, that you say uh, I said it was like way a, better. I won't say way better, but it's a it's a better the song realization are, of where they're man, going. Man, those songs are so goddamn good sometimes. I mean they they really it it floats my boat. It sort of reminds me of how I wanted and these bands sort of have had a similar track, except this other second band has taken off more uh, car seat headrest. Like how I wanted to feel about car seat headrest when I first listened to them. I have they, never heard of that band ever. They're they're uh, they're making they're, they're late the, night TV the indie darlings these days. right now. Yeah. All right. Um, they're for, they had a couple EPs and then they put out an LP last year. They're putting out quick records and um, was a little underwhelmed personally. But I guess that's a whole that's a different show. I ran it. So this is only tangentially related, but um, really uh, on I, this show, well, it actually is, <laughs> it it does relate to the topic that we're just talking about. But I ran into our friend Bill Davis uh, like two nights ago, and he was right in the middle of a heated discussion with a friend of his about uh, whether Ty Seagal puts out too much music. I think well, and we could totally go down the rabbit hole on that shit easy. Yeah, but yeah, but clearly the man is prolific. Like that happens. Well, it, yeah, it's like what like. At least twice a year. Yeah, I I get like both sides of that record. argument yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So one one other little snippet I'll share of this uh, this spin review along the lines of what we've been talking about. The guy said this guy says songs repeatedly plow over the same musical terrain. It might take a couple of listens before you can even tell the difference between throwaways, noisy heaven, and hard luck kid. And half of them appear to be rooted in the same single open A chord. Lyrics aim dead center with a combination of the same three or four topics. Being young, feeling alive, getting drunk, listening to, and playing loud music. I'll def- yeah, I'll definitely say there's a lot of sameness to yeah. this one. But it's like, and the other the other point that this guy makes is like, nobody who's actually that young is that angsted about being that young. They're just young, like no, they're just riding it. Yeah. So they, so it kind of makes sense that like the guy who's writing the the you know the well, trite the trite take on that is like the one that's in his forties. I for the most part agree with that, but you do see stuff pop up like that fun song like tonight we're young well and the but, thing that you I mentioned mention, you mentioned you're fun. a moron <laughs> yeah well it was nice knowing you well, okay, welcome back i'm out of here uh, the, you, speaking of of fun like there are a lot of these tracks that are a little on the anthony side so they're anthemic yeah so i mean like in that sense and i like i um Actually, we're kind of at the place now where I think we ought to listen to one of these tracks. Um, you mentioned the second track, which is maybe uh, it's the single off of this record, and it's the one that um, that's the first one I latched on to. Yeah, that's yeah. A good. Me too. Um, but anyway, I think "Bad Art and Weirdo Ideas" is a great name for a song. So let's uh, let's give that one a whirl. <laughs>
as as I noted before we played that track, uh, in, in one piece of the spin article says actual kids are never this excited about being young, and there's a numb desperation to lyrics like "Let's make the loudest sounds until we feel something." And quote, nothing really happens if you think it might that might betray Alex's long sufferingness. Not to mention the title of "Too Late to Die Young," making the whole aging punk thing heartbreakingly literal. So I kind of feel like we. We've covered this a couple of times, but I mean, I don't know. Like, does it does it add to the charm or detract from it? Like, what did you, what was your take? Uh, well, it's a unique angle. Um, I don't necessarily think it detracts from it. I mean, you don't hear a whole lot of bands with a 40, 40 some odd year old singer. I think it is pretty funny to think about it from that angle. But I also thought that I read a, a number of reviews, and I felt like there were. Like, if you were to read a Radiohead review, nobody would bring up their lyrics. Like, people kept bringing up the lyrics from oh, this sure. in, like a, like a, in, in a detrimental way and uh, – or derogatory way, excuse me. Um, I thought – I just thought it was interesting. Like, and they – I mean, they make salient points for sure, but I thought it was sort of a – I don't know, like a, like a backhanded compliment or something. They weren't talking about the overall songs. They were, like, focusing on, like – because, I, I mean, you can't really – even process the lyrics you have to go in there and like find the lyrics and like print them out and read them it's not like you can like hear them well and i do think i do think because a lot of the themes from song to song are pretty similar like because there are those like kind of four you know the like themes that they pivot on the most like it's probably easier to pick on these guys a little bit lyrically than it would be if they were you know whatever he was really trying to cover some new ground on everything that they did, which he's clearly not. It was more emotive than that. I just didn't even really notice. Like, to me, this is a record that I would love to have on at a party while everybody's talking to each other. I kind of thought the same thing. Yeah. That's why I said it was a thoroughly enjoyable record. Like, I put it on in the background while I was cooking and yeah, stuff Yeah, while like you're that. doing other like, stuff. And, the know, songs are good pop songs. I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's it's a it's a nice – it's not – it's definitely not one of those things that's going to, like, fucking sh- grab you by the lapels and, you know – it also reminded Shaky. me of a, another band that was kind of influenced by the Minneapolis sound. There's a band called Overwhelming Color Fast that came out oh, in yeah. the 90s. And, like, that's a pretty good record, but I haven't thought of it in 20 years. Yeah. I, um, I, I only – I don't even remember a goddamn note off of anything that that band they did. did a, they did a Beatles cover from Revolver. I can't even remember which one, but it was pretty I good. I just remember that. that. That is such a late 90s-sounding sort of band name. Overwhelming <laughs> Color Overwhelming. Fast. <laughs> By the way, Beach, Beach Slang, I think, is a, is a really good name for a band. Yeah. But it kind of wants me to, like, incorporate things like bra and stoked <laughs> into the <laughs> – I, 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 yeah. I was just wondering what the, what the formal beach uh, parlance might be. Well, it's, it's, like, it's bra, my friend. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> wow. Good God. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, well, here's another thing. So uh, so we we have talked a little bit about the Philly scene. We have not talked about the Philly scene today. And I do feel like, you know, this is an act from Philadelphia that sounds like it should be from Philadelphia. Um, it's not like it should be from Minneapolis. Well, they they yeah, I'm with well, Ryan. I'm well, no, that. you can certainly make that point too. I, I'm and my my point being is that that um, the last time that we talked about acts from from Philly, we were talking about a band that had a very different sound that uh, that was a little more Beatlesque in their approach, and True. how and how those type bands. We were really surprised that those type bands existed in Philly, and Mark did some crack research on it. I don't know if you were on crack or you just looked around and. Saw some crack, but anyway, Cracker Jack, yeah, yes, uh, and said, "Yeah, that that uh, based on you know straw poll that you took among folks who have either been from Philly, uh, experienced Philly, had a cheesesteak once." Uh, anyway, those people said, "Oh yeah, sure, they're you know the other kinds of bands exist." Well, Philly's kind of a, a rough and tumble. It is kind, a rough and tumble kind of kind of city, as, as I understand. I have not actually visited, uh, but I do understand that their football stadium, their NFL football stadium, <laughs> has a jail in it. Oh, I did not know that, but it wow. does not for the, surprise for me. the rowdiness. Yeah, <laughs> so you got some place to put put people after they throw batteries. Yeah, at Santa Claus. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, uh, you want to get into one more, and then yeah. What do you guys want to pick one? What was a there? I know that you guys mentioned a couple of tracks that. Uh, that Jane, why don't you select something? Well, I, I can't remember the name of the goddamn song, but I was going to say the one song I really didn't like. That's the name of their third album. What I can't remember the name of the goddamn song. Was the uh, was the acoustic song? Ugh, maybe that was too late to die. It was either it, it was one of those 
Young and Live or Too Late to Die Young. I can't remember what the name of the song too, is. Too Late to Be Too Young. Let's to just let's late. just play Too Late to Die Young and I'll hold, cross my fingers and if that's not the song, then we'll figure it out later. Oh, we'll do it on the second half. All right, let's do that. Right. Too young to die. Too late to die young. I try to fight, but get high and give up. I ain't ever fell love. I ain't ever fell love. The punks are wired. These records feel tough It's loud and wild But I swear it feels soft Yeah, it's always enough It's always been enough This honest day Oh yeah, dude. That yeah. that song. Oh, by the way, I did pick the right song for those of you that were following along at home, like crossing your fingers, like oh, God, oh, I, hope, I hope it's the one that I hope, sucks. I hope he can do that. I hope he can <laughs> nail this. Uh, nail the landing chain. Uh, it's a little. It's a little solo, Paul Westerberg. No, no, it's a little emo. No, no. This is what this yeah. song sounds like to me. It sounds like what was that fucking. Um, Green Day song that that they play at graduations is "Time of Your Life." Oh god! Okay, it sounds yeah. like American it sounds President. like "Time of Your Life" is fronted by the dude that sings for the Goo Goo Dolls. That's, yeah, that's one oh, that actually god. like. Yeah. And Goo Goo Dolls were kind of hailed as like replacements oh. when they first came out. It turned out they just sucked. Um, but yeah, no, his voice that that is it, it the to, most singular. Sa- most irritating thing. He sounds like the this dude in that song sounds like the singer from the Goo Goo Dolls fronting like a "Hope you have the time of your life" or however it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I will say this, and like I've I've, I've thought about this, and we, we just hadn't come up. I genuinely like a lot of Green Day songs. I like they're their not, singles. I don't like their ballads. Fine. Their ballads are fucking lame. Oh, they're stupid. <clears throat> but like they write good poppy punk melodies songs. yes good melodies I, his voice bugs me a little bit but yeah like sure there's there's he some, does like that faux british thing it's not the faux british thing there's it's just the way that he sings he opens his mouth really wide i don't know who yeah i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> not, be like, not that i've actually sat like and I'm watched the video like, green day lyrics on my headstone or anything but like you know like sometimes i think their singles are pretty good what, what, what's his name because i was about to call him billy d williams like Okay. Which would be badass? Billy Joe Armstrong. If Billy D. Williams were this fronted, like if Billy Joe Armstrong, like something happened to him, and Billy D. Williams, like stepped up, three named guy, three named guys, <laughs> his name named started Billy. with B. Yeah, we've secretly replaced Billy Joe Armstrong with Billy D. Williams. Let's, let's see, see if it. everybody notices. <laughs> That's a good reference, Kevin. Yeah, I know a couple. You of pat things. yourself on the back there. Let's do an intermission. All right, kids. So intermission time, and uh, for some reason, well, actually, for a very good reason, um, this song like just kind of popped up. I work with a few fairly diminutive people, right? And, uh, dwarves? Is it not a dwarf? dwarves? Not are dwarves. You, are uh, you in Santa's workshop? I'm, I, called me out, man. Yeah. No, anyway, I just, I, I just, you know. Anyway, um, slight some slight folks. I, mean, I, 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 I know, know having, you don't work with children. I don't understand what you mean by diminutive people. Like like, like people short who are around ladies five feet or like, less. Like women. Women. Yes. Yeah. And I'm constantly having to like <laughs> some might call them women. Grab things or put <laughs> things up in places that they cannot reach. Yeah. And so just for fun, sure. I played I played this yeah. this following song for one of said diminutive people and she was kind of aghast. And she grew 3 feet taller. But it is uh yes, immediately. Um but it's Randy Newman's uh late 70s hit Short People. Oh. oh. I, by stuff. the way, I thought you said Raining Newman, and I was like, "Who the hell is Raining Newman?" <laughs> Randy, like, Randy Newman. It sounds ah, like yes. a like a boxing champion from the seventies. Oh, if like we were in England, that would mean like a character from Seinfeld was horny. Oh sure. Uh, okay, are we gonna we're gonna listen to it. 
Uh, yeah, let's listen to it. There, okay, so there is an official video, but it's five and a half minutes long, and it looks like it's just Randy Newman singing. And apparently there's a fan video that is shorter. And How animated. appropriate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, but there's, a, there's an animated uh, fan-made video that's more recent. And, uh, let's look at that one. I'll ask you what happened. One of us did. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was aghast. Um, yeah. But I actually think she's missing the point because, like, when, you know, I was a kid when this came out. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny. You know, like, oh. It is funny. And um, Randy Newman's pretty short. I believe. He? Yeah, I think uh, so. I don't know. Well, um, anyway, I'm pretty sure he was making a point about prejudice. It's allegorical. It's got to be. Yeah, or it could be. Uh, you know, I thought it was like. I wonder if it's like, a, like a record exec that was given in the business or something. Possibly. Uh, well, I mean, it's a record exec. He could could have been that. Yeah, I would say, given his propensity for sarcasm and satire, um, that that was. I suspect probably it, yeah, allegorical. it was about bigotry, uh, and like uh, the bridge is like uh, politically correct. Right, and I think that's what I think that's why that's thrown in there to kind of give an idea, you know, know of what, I, what maybe even a producer said, "Why don't you throw something in there?" Because it sounds so different from the rest of the song. Like, why don't you throw? No, something if he's in being there? serious, it's just a dickhead move. But he's not that way. I'm a yeah. I'm a big Randy Newman fan. I'm surprised I haven't brought up any of his records. Like, have you like have you listened to any of his to, Redneck? I've never listened to a Randy Newman record. All I know is singles. You got to hear like Redneck. So I'll. Like it's all you know. He's from the South, and he he wrote like a series of of songs and albums about about the South, and it's all satire. He's not from L.A., which he loves so much. Again, he's sarcastic and yeah. Uh, I wonder. Um, I wonder if the B side to this single, uh, "Old Man on the Farm," is controversial. Is, how do you know that's the what? B-side? Because uh, Mark's got it pulled up. I'm looking on... Uh, old, old Man uh, on the what? Old Man on the Farm. I was like, I was like, maybe he just thinks, sings about things that are literal. Like, oh, there's a short guy. Oh, there's a there's an old guy there's that works old, on a farm. Old guy plowing. Yeah. Yeah, don't want no short people. No. Anyway, the thing about that song is like, like, like uh, musically, it's charming, but... It was a big hit too. It was a big hit I don't yeah. think people thought that far along though about, about about that song I don't think people thought thought it through All the way that He was oh, making a point about uh, bigotry I was going to say like sort of It's sort of analogous to what's going well, on It's like, like you just pick the, most, pick the most arbitrary trait You know that people you know Have nothing to do with and just make fun of it uh, Yeah He received several threats regarding its misinterpreted message yeah, people people were up in arms, but again, um, short arms. not short arms. Yes, so they weren't up, I guess, too far. Well, then there was the next uh, single they put out, um, "Kill All the Tall Guys," that I thought, you know, that I was thought quite... that was Iron Maiden. Oh, maybe that was what it was. Maybe it's yeah. Kill anyway. all the tall guys. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, Bruce Dickinson. That, that was. I'm actually no bullshit. Kind of impressed with you, Bruce Dickinson. Right <laughs> here to help, man. Thanks. You did. Well, this is we've just embarked on an all new special episode of uh, somebody likes it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that song in years. I, I hadn't, like, in, but it's, in, it's, it's just still being catchy. surrounded by 
smaller people. Oh, diminutive individuals. Uh, yeah, Mark, Mark just you're saying that, and like it sounds like you're working with kids, and I know sure as shit you're not. No, like, they're full, fully grown adults. I mean, not totally. Oh, full grown. that's well. Mark just pointed out. Uh, it looks like there are a bunch of people who sang backing vocals on this track. Uh, including uh, Glenn Fry and Timothy B. Schmidt, so a little bit some of the Eagles uh, stepping in to do some fucking s- some short short people yeah. riffing, as it were. Anyway, thanks, Ryan. Hey, my pleasure. It was good stuff. Yeah. All right, should we get back into it? Let's do it. So, we've been talking about beach slang, and uh, and uh, I, it would not be one of these shows if I can't share a little bit of a nugget from Pitchfork. Of course, they don't have to find religion on these guys because are you talking about the Pitchfork reviews? Because those reviews are so eye rollingly annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the more reason to share it's about just, half just of a nugget. Pitchfork reviews. That's yeah. true. So I'll just read you a little bit of the first paragraph. He says, A few stats on Beach Slang's glorious and galvanizing debut album. I did think it was interesting that that it it clocks in in less than half an hour. He says, this guy says it provides ten righteous bursts of punk rock boosterism. All right, I kind of get some of that. What's with Um, the punk rock thing? He doesn't... I mean, they're, they're... Faster tempos and it's, a little it's way more. It has way more in common with indie rock than it does punk rock. Yeah, and that's. I think that's. In, I think like, that's probably, that's probably true. true. Yeah. Let me let me share the end of this. So he says, all of them speak of being fucked up, being a fuck up, or some combination of both. In seven of those songs, James Alex sings the word word alive. In three others, he sings young. And there's one song called Young and Alive. <laughs> Eight mention some kind of amplification, either turning yourself up or the radio up. Oh, and the title is The Things We Do to Find People Who Feel Like Us, which uh, sums it up for all the young people who get to, to get drunk and unite with other weirdos to listen to rock music as loud as possible because for them, there's no better way to feel young and alive. So I don't know. I guess my question is more young or more alive? Like, Well, I don't know. Uh, how about <laughs> how about just live? I'll bet these guys are pretty good. I mean, here's yeah, the, I here's the thing that it feels – he did say something, I think – yeah, you know, like yeah, right in front of you. Yeah, well, yeah, right. All the pieces start falling apart. I mean, there's something about that's very nostalgic about you know stuff that you did like in your 20s or the shows that you went and you saw in your 20s. You know, it's it feels great, and also it feels great to go see those bands now. You know, it, sure. but 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 to write these songs uh, sitting in the, your corner like pining over and over, it, it there's something that smacks of like. Painful, unrequited, annoying, unrequited love diary shit. I mean, that's why I chose to not listen to the lyrics because I thought the music was fucking great. But it's a solid record. It is a very sure. solid record. Def- definitely a B plus. Um, I, by the uh, by our arbitrary rating system that completely changes every time one of us. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it just a regular B. It's like an eighty five. <laughs> like, no, it's sometimes paper. sometimes it's stars. Sometimes it's letters. Sometimes it's yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's like uh, three and a half hedgehogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was, what was the hustler like? They used to review porno movies. And it, yeah, was it, like was like flaccid, it was like flaccid. It was like flaccid penises. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was hustler. Hey, did you hear this shit? That fucking. I just found this out. So you know that uh, that um, that Larry. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, okay. So Larry Flint tried to buy the Playboy Mansion from Hugh Hefner because Hugh Hefner put it on the market and negotiated this sweet deal where. He pays a million dollars in rent. They purchased the mansion for like $125 million, and he and he pays a million dollars in rent for the rest of his life, which isn't going to be that much longer. Not that much. But, but, Neither but, of those guys. But Larry Flint tried to buy – I just found this out. He tried to buy the Playboy Mansion. Yes, I'm going on a tangent here. Because I think it's because he wanted to be like end on top before Hugh Hefner died. Like, you know, like the, it's been – well, like Playboy doesn't uh, publish nude photos anymore. No, and you know what? Their whole their traffic has gone through the roof since then. Anyway, getting back to I <laughs> more about the articles. We, we yeah. can <laughs> say that they have some good articles, but right. now you don't have to fool anybody. Now you don't have to be. Well, like, they've always had good articles. I, that's what I'm saying. But the, I mean, but there was nothing wrong with the with the pictures as well. But the articles were I got quite the Playboy, enjoyed the pictures. I yes, but the Playboy interview and and they had great long form articles. 
Anyway, so hey, brah, uh, you want to talk about some beach slang? Yeah, I mean, I, the, I is don't this know. beach you, slang? This uh, Shane's this doing the hang loose symbol. Either that, or he's had some kind of an injury and needs to go see a doctor. Yeah. I don't know what it, what it's called. Well, it kind of looks <laughs> yes. like the hook'em uh, symbol. Kind of looks like you're doing a heavy metal sign, except you take the index finger down and then you shake your thumb and your pinky. I think that's like a Hawaiian thing. He's shaking your hand like you're trying to get. I, no, new but radio I really think there's a word here. for it. Yeah, like I have Parkinson's. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Is that beach slang of a sort? Move. Is that like? Well, yeah, it's beach gesture. Uh, like. American sign the beach gesture. Yeah. That's 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 what these two guys are going to reform the band, and they're going to be beach gesture. Yeah, yeah. Well, just be like really the band is not in the band anymore. Really angry. Well, that like, happens a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. Beach emoji. Yeah, yeah. sure. I don't know. Now I'm just tired. one of the short people at work uh, tried to send me a hug emoji, and uh, she Was couldn't after? find one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is no hug emoji. So, like those of you out there, I the think there is public, a hug emoji. Well, she couldn't find one. Well, she's short. So it's well, right. I don't know you how know, we feel like, about short people. <laughs> yeah, they can't find hug emojis. They have short, tiny brains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we want to play one more song off this record? Yeah, let's play one more. Um, I don't know. What about? Uh, was there anything else that that struck you, Ryan? You haven't picked one. Uh, I kind of picked the first one a little bit, but uh, well, I I was going to play that one first anyway, so I'm not giving you credit for it. Oh, Dick, I know. Uh, Whoa, we could do uh, what is it? Um, Porno love, or uh, there there are some funny titles on these tracks. Yeah, we could do we could do porno love. It it, it kind of cycles back to what Shane and I were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, oh. so that means that you have to <laughs> now, Mark. You have to keep the, all that that God. whole discussion in the uh, all together. Yes, yeah. well. Yeah, tune in next week when we'll have our shag carpet in. I can't, we kind of have shag carpet underneath the console here. I don't know. I think we should play this song. I think that's a bath mat. <laughs> I don't know. I like that song. I, I think that there's a lot of like kind of shoegaze textures in the back, and the, and and there's some of that going on. I typically am a sucker for the shoegaze stuff. Like you're the, you're the, gonna the, love the record after this. Like there's a lot more. They introduce a lot more of the shoegaze things. Well, Kevin That's and Mark what, got a case of the giggles when they heard the first opening line. What was what was it? I was in the bathroom. California is full of porno love, which is not untrue. Yeah, yeah, yes. For now, at least, I guess there's some controversy going on. But oh, they're trying to make more rubbers. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't like that. Oh, good. You guys are way <laughs> too current on all of all it's the a it's like, in the news. It's a big thing. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm there not, there is yeah, news that we're not reading it in the dark corners of the internet. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing. It's like this huge like billion dollar industry in California that might move to floor anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. Good record. Yeah. I. I Thoroughly enjoy this record, and this is one that I will definitely say that I liked, and I will listen to again. Okay, I'm not gonna be bummed if somebody has it on, but I'm probably not seeking it out. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess I'll I'll fall somewhere in the middle. I think the tracks that I really like off this record, I I would seek out, and I'd maybe throw them on a mixtape or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, but some of the others are probably good uh, background party yeah, fodder. I, like I think maybe having. There are definitely, I would say, a mix would be a little bit better. This, the tracks, I really like this record overall, but there are there are a few that stick out that I don't love. 
But I mean, every record's that way, pretty much, unless it's unless it's a masterpiece classic. Anyway, yeah. tune in next week when they're uh, breaking up and uh, getting back together getting and putting out another album. As of as of right now, on their Wikipedia page, they have two members. They do have, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> they're like, we're not just, broken up. It's but just like, like there's a picture of them both with their fingers crossed. Like yeah. I don't know <laughs> if that's they're, now they're going to form the new band Beach Jester. So <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. All right, well. That uh, was that. Yeah, so let's get into a current <laughs> affair, and that's uh, Shane this week, right? Yes. So um, so I really fought whether – I've been fighting, thinking about playing this song for a little while, and um, it's really – you're just really going to hate it, Ryan, but um, but I love it, and uh, so – There's not a whole lot of stuff that you love that I hate. There's a specific thing in this song that you hate. Um, so anyway, the name of the band is The Mild High Club, and uh, the name of the song is Skip Tracing. Yeah, I didn't think you'd take it so hard. How did you expect me to take it? Can you see Guessing they're president of the uh, Mac DeMarco fan club. <laughs> he tours with Mac DeMarco. You know the f- they do tour like, with Mac DeMarco. They do tour with Mac DeMarco. Yeah, but if you like your music to sound like an LP left in the back of your car <laughs> on a hot August day, I totally, totally, totally understand what you're saying. I love the shit out of that. I like, but that goes back to me, like personally. Okay, well, number one, let's step back. It's well, like the melted wall of sound. I love that melted sound. <laughs> it like, sounds uh, flat. It's, like like it, like the pitch it just flat. sounds warped. Yeah. It just sounds warped to me. Like I, it's my bloody Valentine. There there are other bands. That I, I, I it, video's great. Uh, vocals are great. Why do you have to on purpose I make your music love, sound like shit? I see, and this is why. <laughs> this is why. Like I'm obsessed with the song. It's totally. I love the chorus. I think it's sweet. I love the the video is hilarious, but also sweet. Um, but I personally have like remember that. You, Kevin, you weren't here, but Mark was, and this song comes on the radio all the time uh, in the last year, that Deer Hunter single that we listened to. I think it's one of the best songs of last year, and it has the same pitch-shifting thing. Um, Ryan just cannot, you I cannot get over, get over it. it. No. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to play this song, but then I was like, fuck it, it's a great song. I mean, it's fun to talk about. Like I'm never no, going to listen to it again. Right, of course not. Oh, you don't have to. I will probably, I've listened to it like Hundred, maybe, maybe not a hundred times today, but like eighty-five times today. Once I decided I was gonna like that seems go, like a lot. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe ninety. Yeah. I fuck it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just counts. I just didn't get that gene yeah. when the, the musical genes were issued out to like right. understand why somebody would want to listen to something like this. And I, I knew I knew that you wouldn't because you can't you can't even get past like. I mean, it's like it's an angry disconnect too. Like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's so funny how mad it makes you. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I'm not mad. I just don't get it. Well, like my it, buddy no, Peter, no, and we makes... agree on like everything else in music, and he loves Mac DeMarco and wanted to play it all the time. And I'm just like, it's Dude. beautiful music. The guy writes beautiful songs. If, so what if it sounds like it, though they left the tape out <laughs> a little bit in the back of your car? The, I mean, didn't 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 you do shit like when you were like a little kid, like like try to listen to tapes that were like scratched or cds that were scratched but you really love that song so you kept listening i mean yeah and then i learned like maybe just buy another one that sounds right i love it personally but but aside from that aside from that sound it's just a like i like that kind of like mid 70s am radio gold music it sounds like a sick dog (laughs) i love it well thank you yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I can recognize it. It's art. Like, it's not like 
you know, shitty. It's not four non blonde. No, or like, so, like it's, it's not, but how can you not differentiate from? I mean, the rest of the song. Like, there's a beautiful chorus where it goes away in this beautiful third part where they have like double track guitar solos where all that stuff isn't in that. It's just th- there were components of it that I, I thought were pretty good, but it's hard for me to get past that fucking warped. Like, it just sounds wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if we were going to go down the rabbit hole on this, we could say something along the lines of, like, you know, like, Yola Tango's not pristine. Like, there are plenty of acts that you That's like that true, are, like... true, but they don't like, ever sound like they're deliberately being... No, they sh- that like is bullshit. You are full of shit. Kevin like, is completely only, right. only on the one art turd. Uh, no um, man, that guy. Like, there, there's one of their one, track thirteen. There are songs here. that are like thirteen minutes long, which is squealing feedback. That I can deal with feedback, right? But see, but that's you can't. I can't. You can. Okay. I mean, like you. All right, like, we'll we'll agree to a, agree that we both <laughs> like, have things that a, we a don't. Anyway, I don't. I just think I the think, song is a beautiful song. I think the I think the journey of that song, like kind of like the story that it tells. The way that it tells it is Marijuana. pretty interesting. Like, well, I mean, like, whatever. You can get hung up on that word, but, but like, um, and then they show a marijuana. Plant. Yeah, like, and and we didn't really talk about like what's what's actually in the video. Like the, so the video is like essentially like he's walking around with a metal. detector. He's a guy he's, walking around with a metal detector. But he but he has the he has headphones that he's supposed to have on his ears to listen. And they're just around his and neck. they're just around his neck. But it but he keeps putting his finger in his ear like. Is the, like I'm like oh breaking news like, putting yeah. your fingers in your ear like, and, and then he this keeps this, finding shells inc- and he keeps finding shells and then this incredibly beautiful hot blonde girl just shows up like I uh, know it's an amusing as fuck video uh, like I'll give you that I think the song is incredibly beautiful but I knew I knew what reaction you were gonna oh, have I, like within like five seconds of, like <laughs> oh that's the thing he was oh, that's to. that's what you meant yeah well anyway. Uh, Track I did not know, so thanks, uh, thanks for sharing it, Shane. Well, the rest of that record is really great. If you like that, so I don't know if you guys liked it, but if you liked it, the rest of that record is is good too. I'm gonna, you know, Christmas is coming up. I can get it for Ryan. Oh yeah, <laughs> not thanks. a bad idea. Yes, exactly. How would you know if that's what happened? Um, all right. Well, uh, that might turn into a coaster if you get that for me for Christmas. Oh, uh, see, yeah. So uh, Shane's got next go around, right? Yes, Anderson Pock, Malibu. We're going to do another record that came out last year. Okay, sweet. Cool. All right, well, until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Shane. This is Somebody Likes It.